man, this comic book sucks. And the reviews online said it was good. I wasted my money. Why didn't somebody tell me? Hey everybody, this is Spinner Rack. We are back with comic reviews. And we're on film again. Yes, I hope you enjoyed the audio. This is Petey and... No, we got more audio for you, but we have... Calvin Ellis, we're ready to rock. And since this was a slow week, we decided to do something we have been wanting to do for a while. We're going back in time. We're going to do some books that we enjoyed back in the day. And hopefully, this we can get you guys to look at them too and remind ourselves why it is we love this great thing called comic books. So, who's who's first up? Well, we have the we have the post crisis Superboy story. This would be the greatest hero of all. Oh, and um, basically, well, after crisis, there was two sort of post crisis moments. Right after crisis, when everything got restarted, but DC didn't have any plans. And then the first reboot of many reboots in DC Comics was the Man of Steel Superman reboot. And at that point, DC was like okay with the changes that Byrne was making that would not have Superboy in the story. And then somewhere, maybe a couple years into the run... Earlier, because this is like Superman 8, so we're talking well, like... it's like... It's I'm not taking Man of Steel because mm -hmm. you know Man of Steel was supposed to be their whole setup, and yeah. was that was that that was only three months, right? Because it was by it was by uh, it came out every two. Yeah, weeks. but so that's almost a year, almost a year. So into about a year it, into it, they decided, which is fast in terms of comic book time. They realized, oh wow, there's a problem. Well, at that point, you wouldn't know it now, but the, like the Legion, the Legion itself had its own fandom, and that's what kept the book running for years, especially with I think Dave Cochran getting on the book. They got stronger, so they were already there in the beginning, but then as Jim Shooter, all these guys, Jim Sherman, all these classic people, and Paul Levitt got on the book, it got stronger and stronger, and then you got Paul Levitt and, you know, what's it, um, and, and um, Keith Giffen, they were on the book, so it got, so the fandom has been going strong at this point, I guess, they got some feedback from the readers and saying, well, we need to know what's going on with Superboy, so then... That's when Paul Levin said, hey, we need, to deal, we need to deal with this. And they're like, okay. So they come up with this four-part story, which we have, which I was surprised. I mean, the Legion's going strong. The Legion had uh, just, this uh, has this new series that started. It uh, was ending the Tales of the Legion, which was just at some point supposed to move the reprints, but then he just decided, let's just stick with the Baxter issues. And then we got Superboy popping. So I hadn't read them since maybe I started reading comics, I read like the reflect the, the stories right after Reflecto and then the Great Darkness Saga. So it was interesting coming back to it. Yeah. And it's a classic, you know, Legion story. Legions are helping out somewhere, some planetary, something's going on. They're doing basically like cop work, like you know, galactic police, that sort of thing. And they're trying, and it's, it's funny because it plays with all of the classic Superboy stuff. So they're traveling through time. You have the, the time bubble, all these classic, simple, things that work, you go through, you see the time moving, and then you have the whole thing warps, and it's a great effect showing that, which used to just be the alliance saying 1980, 1990, you know, like that, you see that whole warp, and they, they're not sure where they're going, and they go back to Superboy's time. They go back to, they don't say what the time is, but obviously it's in the past. We know what Smallville looked like, and it's all the classic character, Pete Ross, the Kents, and then Superboy comes, and to our surprise in this story, Superboy uses a stasis um, gun to freeze half of the Legion out of there. And then the other ones go through time to get some help, 
and then they find out a, ne a good surprise in the next one. So in this issue right here, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, well, just a little backstory. Before, well, the Legion had been rebooted, or rather renumbered, before we get up to we could get up to here. So, the Legion and Superboy had been, the Legion and Superboy had been separate. Uh, it, it, for a while. They've been separate for a while, even a while, though anybody yeah. who had been a long-time reader understood that without Superboy, you really don't have the Legion, because Superboy is what inspires the Legion to go off and be heroes on their own. That's you know the original. That's the original story. And when you change that fundamentally, it does it does things to the Legion that, to be quite honest, I'm surprised that it even happens because a lot of the time, it's always that everybody's reading and everything is fun, and then it gets to a point like, hey, wait a second, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the Superboy thing comes roaring roaring back once more. So that I don't know. That's a very interesting thing. But when they had a, approached John Byrne to come on. You know, they wanted Superman to be the last and only Kryptonian. No Supergirl, no Crypto, no Superboy. Now, he was fine with it. He's like, okay, he wasn't that really big on Superboy to begin with, and he wasn't, you know, he didn't necessarily care for the Legion. Not that he couldn't write them. When we see when he got on them, yeah, he, under, he knew all the characters, and he had no problem uh, fleshing the whole thing out. But this was Superman, and none of that other stuff is over there. So you still had the Legion, who... At that point, you know, they were still going on, but it, like it has happened more than once before. You know, it got to the point where, like, hey, wait a second, you know, all this other stuff happened. You know, where's Superboy in this mix, or what is the reason for the Legion even existing any longer? Superman, you could say, well, they were inspired by Superman, but the whole idea was that the Legion are kids who were inspired by another kid, and it was his inspiration that made them want to go out and dare to do this. It's a different thing when you have Superman, but going, you know, so you go forward. And they bring back Superboy. Now, I hated the fact that they had gotten rid of Superboy because I thought that that made Superman more of a unique character. That at eight years old, he was going out and doing these things and having all of these adventures and getting all of this experience under his belt. If it's 10,000 hours that you need towards mastery, he had had, what, like 10 million hours at this point between going to the future and the stuff he did, you know, as Superboy. Instead, they decided to trade that for... I mean, Smallville became this nebulous area where... Either he didn't have any powers and he was just, you know, growing up normally, or he did have powers and, you know, it became this whole nebulous thing where guys could pretty much do what they wanted until we get to Secret Origin and they brought uh, back Superman being Superboy again, which is still, as of right now, that's still the origin. But I hated the fact that they got rid of him. But then they brought this back and I was like, okay, great. We see Superboy again, and I thought they had realized, no, Superboy is very viable. Because at the same time that this was going on, the DC said no more Superboy, Superboy was on television. Well, you know, I mean, you know more than anyone else that they had the, you know, the Suskins, they had the license, and they're like, we're good, we're putting, we're not giving this up, we got a show going on. Well, the, the Suskins were great. They decided <laughs> that they were going to mine, they, they, they would have put crypto on television if you had let them. Close enough. Those guys said, look, this is all working. They said, yeah. you know, why would we give this up? So they had Superboy on television. And more than that, they had Superboy comic books well, that were based to, uh, yeah, that were they like to have a comic to go with the And, and here's the kicker, they were selling. Superboy was doing well on television, and the comic books were selling well. The only reason why the comic books were canceled is because the series was canceled. And the only reason why the series was canceled was because DC wanted the rights back from the Salkins. They had had the rights too long, according to DC and Warner Brothers. They wanted them back. That was it, because the Salkins were looking at... They were like, hey, we're going to do Superman 5. We know how to make money on this stuff. So at this time, I, was thinking, I thought DC was like, okay, fine. We realize that Superboy works. We're going to you know, bring him back into the fold. That wasn't the case, because Superboy and Superman were two distinct things at this point. This is before the whole, we're going to merge two in together or something. 
they were two totally distinct things. If you read the if you read the story, Superboy, uh, I mean, it Superboy comes across as further along in his career. He comes across as more solidified in his career than Superman does at that time, and he's still a teen. He's still a teenage boy. I mean, we were talking about it where like Superboy shows up. I think Superman's there too. Superboy shows up, and they're like, "Yeah, Superboy, you're here." And they're like, "Hey, and Superman's like, I'm, hey, you know, the, along those lines." So they show just how viable and vibrant and engaging the character could be. And then we move in. I always split the story in half. They're the first two stories that we get in action, and that we get in super, and we get in Superman, and then it finishes up in the Legion of Superheroes. And you know, it was nice to see Superboy with the Legion, and you remember why all of these things work. And DC, Marvel's guilty of this too. But DC is very good at reminding you just how good this character could be. They did it with Countdown when they killed Blue Beetle. And they do it with other characters too. We're like, okay, we're going to remind you just how good this character is before we kill him off. So all the stuff that we could have been doing with this character, we're not going to do that. But now since we're killing him off, we're going to show you just what this guy brought to the table. And then we're going to X him out. This had to be one of the most heart-wrenching stories for me that I read. And I read this, I've read this more than once. I read it at that time, and I was angry with John Byrne for years over the fact that this happened. Blamed him, even though it wasn't it, it wasn't on him whatsoever. You know, but he got the he got the burnt of it. No pun intended. And then going on and reading again and then seeing the character come back. But it's such a well-done story. It's the last bit of Superman's pre-crisis history that they had to deal with for the most part. It was the last bit of his pre-crisis history that they had to deal with. And, you know, look, it's very well written, but it's so heartbreaking to read because, as the story says, this is the greatest hero of them all. He makes the greatest sacrifice amongst all these other heroes. He's the only one who could do it. And, you know, it, I mean, it, it's very hard. Even better than uh, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow. Because this shows you why it was the Superboy was so important to influencing the Legion and why Superboy and Superman would be so important to influencing superheroes on a basis altogether. You know, it was a great read, but at the same time, so much was lost because they decided to go in this particular direction because they wanted Superman to be this solo Kryptonian, only for years later for him not to even be this solo Kryptonian any longer. So, I mean, that, that was, that was uh, you know, uh, that was just a heart-wrenching read for me. It, it, even to this day, it is still very much a heart-wrenching read because they really... Well, everything else, they might have had like the door slightly ajar with Superboy. They, you know, closed that door. Mm -hmm. And even though later on in the Legion, they had a they had a clone of him. I can't remember the uh, the exact name, but they had brought a clone, and then you know they did other stuff, and they kept flirting with it, and so on. And again, it's not something that you had to be resistant to because it worked very well, and it still works when it's done today. You know, Superman and the Legion works, Superboy and the Legion works, mm -hmm. but they well, just. Forced that door, they forced would, that door shut, stomped all over my heart. But I would a great say, read. So I think at this point in the Legion around, well, from, I guess, 1980 when they did the Reflecto story, um, Superboy shows up again during the Great Darkness Saga. So they turned him into maybe a once-a-year visit. And it was successfully making it not that it would change. He'd come in, you know, I always wanted Superboy and Phantom Girl to get together, but he was always with, obviously, Ultra Boy. But at this point, it was definitely Roland Paul Levitt, who's already had a history way in the 70s with the Legion, had been Roland, the, the stories were successful. And, you know, the, I guess the readers wanted that answer. So this, I mean, in this story, Byrne has a meet, and it's interesting having them meet a 
Superman that's not as powerful as <laughs> as Superboy. So they're like, there's something wrong with <laughs> there's something <laughs> wrong with Superman because he shouldn't. I shouldn't be able to mix it up with him this easily. And you know, some fun bits in there. And then at this point, we don't know. There's not that many interviews where Byrne is talking about the Legion. So when I'm looking at it, it's like. Oh man, look at this big almost poster they could use for the Legion that he's doing. All the stuff. Look, look at them. He's he looks like he's having fun, and then like ultimately, you know, that's uh, that's the other thing of not bringing forth your 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 um your feeling or dislike to the characters where they, he just comes in and <clears throat> I don't like these guys, so Superman just going to beat the hell out of them, and at the same time the respect that these characters have for Superman, the same respect that Superman has for Superboy, seeing how he is, and Superman already seeing that there's elements here that don't seem right, but seem that Superboy isn't doing something sinister. And I think, ultimately, I think the story didn't have, it has the weight, and it should be taken how you took it. But the way people took it is like, oh, this isn't like the death of Phoenix. This is this isn't real, and they sort of pull until Superman kills the 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 what's the name Phantom, Phantom Zone. Zone. Then they're like, oh god, this is happening. Like Superboy is gone here. It's a powerful story. It's a, you know it's a hate sacrifice, and then the Time Trapper becomes an even more powerful villain because he's like saying, wow, the Time Trapper really did something immense here. I mean, later in Zero Hour, he basically gets kicked by this nobody, like kicked to the ground. But it like got these elements in the story that should really been had effect to people. You can see how jaded fans have gotten. They're like, yeah, I don't know this. I guess he's not real. Then they just sort of put it aside until the. And then you get, oh, it's, this is real. They're like, come on, read the story. If you don't, there's good stuff here, and it was a you know a strong story, and it was it was a good surprise when they showed the the thing of Superboy versus Superman versus Superboy, and you've seen that in the past before. It's like. How are they gonna do this now? Because <laughs> I didn't, you don't, I didn't get, I didn't read anything about this happening until later. So a lot of things that we're adding is stuff we've read past the point. But it's just like, oh my God, Superboy's back, <laughs> and in the Legion. It's not just like it's not just sneaking it in. It's like a full, full part story. I, you know, I got, you know, I got to pick up all of these. So I mean, you should definitely go back and read this. A lot. The problem with DC has is they have a lot of these. Classic, and they have a lot of classic Legion stories. And they just woke up and said, Oh, James Sherman, we're going to put that in the trade paperback. It's like these guys don't read comic books. They just find a creator they think they can, that people will buy. And they're saying, No, take, go back and put together a trade paperback of, you know, there's a ton of wars that Paul Levitt did, even well, shooter stuff. Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes, they just did a hardcore release. Mm -hmm. This is of like the 70s story, so they just did one over there. It's just, I don't know, it's like you have something and it's actually working. You're making money. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, I thought that's what you guys wanted to do. Like, hey, we don't mind making great stories, but we also need to make money so we can continue to make this. And Superboy was never something where it was a drag. I mean, Superboy was a better seller than Supergirl at any given, at any given talent. You know, he was a better, you know, he was a better and a more consistent seller than to be quite honest in the Legion, even though they were more popular at one point. I don't know, I think, no, that once, I that, think the new the, adventures happened. It, they, the Legion new was clearly no, because more. the new adventures were. I don't know what because the, the new adventures. You didn't like buy the little new adventures. I bought I, the no, little I have, adventures. I have the complete. I have the whole one. <laughs> but the new I'm looking at the new adventures, and the new adventures were literally where every other comic was going. 
the new adventure was if new if comics were going this way, new adventure was but going still, this way. I I mean you gotta. I mean, as a comic fan, we deal with multiple you universes. Know, you can't do because you couldn't do the reverse. When the Legion sales were softening, you could throw Superboy in there, and he came back, and you know, help bump stuff up. You can't throw the Legion in the Superboy and say, well, "Hey, look, you know, we're going to help bump up the sales because you know you guys are in your own book over here, so it doesn't quite work." And the other, that was one of the reasons why they, you know, okay, we're going to put. And the thing is, when they canceled Superboy, you know, after the, you know, the new adventures of Superboy and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. That whole idea was, look, they do it all the time. We're going to give this guy like a year, a couple years rest, and, and we'll see about it. And there was also nobody saying, hey, look, I want in on this book. I want to do this. And Superman's history had become this thing that was manageable by guys who were top. Like, they could, they, they understood the mythology from Wessinger all the way down. They understood what all these pieces needed to be in, how they worked. It was no problem. The last guy who I saw did a really good job of it was in Elliot Magan when he wrote this. It was a prose novel of the last son uh, the last son of Krypton and Superboy is in there and all the stuff you know he, he touches on all the stuff with Superboy and Lex Luthor Superboy you know doing these things here as a kid and it, you know it all works but you have to have somebody who's like no they embrace it as this great mythology to go with it, it's like look if you look at Hercules and you love the Hercules story you know from the moment he's in the crib crushing these snakes until his apotheosis at the end, then you can tell a really good story. But most of these guys are like, no, I don't want to do that. I just want like you know these parts over here, and then see if we can modernize it and jazz it up. And that became an that became an issue with Superman because a lot of these guys are like, oh, this is great, you know, the crisis. We don't have to. We I can just do this instead of all of this because literally, right? Doing Superman was like literally. You had to be a good bucking Bronco. You had to be a, a riding a bucking Bronco. You had to have a good handle on it. And this simplified it for a lot of stuff, but. I don't know, you gave up a lot of stuff as well because when you give up the kid characters, you give up bringing kids into it. And when the Legion becomes... I don't know about that. I don't know. I, I mean, I can I can only turn to the comic stores now where you have kids going in there because their dads are going in there. Not that their dad's going in there buying the comics. If you have kids, you can bring more kids in because it's, it's no different than Ben 10 or something. You can let them grow up with the books too and you introduce more ca and you introduce more characters. But this was, a, it was always something that was viable. It was never something that wasn't working. Even when DC was like, we're not doing it in the comics anymore, it was still working on, it was still working on television to you the point. the Legion or you mean Superboy? Superboy. Okay, Superboy. Superboy. And then you get a cross-pollination between the two of them. You want to have them there once a year? Okay. Make it a big deal when he's there once a year, like those JSA, JLA crossovers they would do where everybody would look forward to it when he actually shows up. I'm not saying he, has, he doesn't have to be there to be the leader and prop well, everybody up. But when you the Legion didn't have that when the Legion doesn't have some sort of connection to the present, they're off on their own island, and they, the, they just you, after all people forget about. Them. I don't think I think the comic industry went through a tremendous crash, and the other books. Which one, the DC implosion or no, the post? Because the, the Legion was going through the the, the what's the name going through the implosion, the. The one in '90s, the one in like '94 or '93, it probably was already crashing, but we didn't know it, and because Legion already had that other Legion, which was the acronym, they already had a couple of different. Even with that that crazy reboot, that's really what hurt the Legion was that reboot, because if you follow, just like you're saying with Superman, the Legion didn't really have a break since so far in the future. It didn't really have a break from the. Mm -hmm. It didn't really have a break from crisis. It still went like the the history was still sort of there. So it's like they never really had a fall off of readers because they were still moving. And then like yeah. they had two like they had Titans and they had Legion that were their strong sellers. 
So the, at that point, DC had made it a workable thing without Superboy for a while. And it's like, but at the same time, the industry crashed, the whole thing fell apart. Because people look at the Titans and they're like, well, the Titans don't work because, well, no, the Titans weren't working without Perez for a while and it was still selling. Yeah. And, but the crash really just took everything and you can't really pinpoint why it was successful, but we've lost that long thing of Legion fans that were just like, you know, as it changed and they weren't doing the return of Superboy sort of thing. They have a story and you read it and he would show up, you can enjoy it, but it wasn't just like, we've got to average, he's coming back. He's like, he'd be in the story, he didn't even have to be on the cover. Yeah. The books were just like rolling. So, I mean, if you, the I think. The Darkness Saga was great. Uh, he was like in there intermittently, even yes. in the big fight, you know, he ends up getting sent back to the past uh, thanks to the Omega, the, uh, Omega effect. He got, mm -hmm. him and Supergirl got taken out, got taken out of yeah. it. But yeah, that I still was, enjoyed the fact that they were there. Yeah, you know that yeah. this wasn't this big legion fight, and you have two of the biggest legionnaires, and they're you know off to the sidelines. Well, that all to say, we debated, and we enjoyed the book. Which, and I think you took it the way it's supposed to be taken. That it's a powerful story, and it's supposed to have effect, and you're supposed to feel what's going on and a loss. But I think at this point, for some reason, people like didn't it didn't not to say it's supposed to turn into a big seller. But it should be, the effect should be felt, unless it's a, like an X-Men book, and you're like, oh my god, they just, Storm lost their powers, and I'm like, what, what are you, I can't do it, guys. So if you give this energy to these characters, you should read this story and say, wow, this is, this is a moment, the interaction, you know, the, you know, the um, Burn and Lovett, they're just strong storytellers, they can tell a simple, clear story, and it worked, so it's fine. So that's our, our review, we enjoyed it, go out there and read it. With Legion Superheroes 3738 and then Superman 8 and Superman 290, 291. Action Comics. Action, action Comics 291. Go out there and get them. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Benarak. You saved me money. <laughs>